Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On The Man Sports Talk Network. And I'm excited to be with you guys tonight. It is Wednesday night. We are getting closer and closer to the weekend. I just can't wait for the Chiefs game. It has this big game feel to it. And I know that Cowboys fans are excited. I was reading some Chiefs centered websites today i was because i always like to go behind enemy lines to get a feel of, about how the opposing fan base is feeling about each particular game and not only the fan base excuse me but the actual beat writers and everything like that and if you read cowboys content or if you listen to cowboys content you will hear this concept of this being one of the biggest games of the year and that the cowboys can prove how elite they are by beating the Chiefs. But if you go behind enemy lines and you read about the Chiefs and you listen to shows about the Chiefs, you will listen to that same message. Chiefs fans are excited about the Cowboys game because this can be a statement win for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm excited about this because that is a big game feel to it. Cowboys fans won the win. The Chiefs fans won the win because both fan bases believe that it can be a statement for their particular teams. So I'm excited to get into it once again with you guys in the chat over at YouTube and over at Facebook as well. Thank you for being here. Burner account with the quote of the day. Already the first comment that got here is basically the quote of the day. When Parsons was born, the dog told his mom, congrats, it's a man. So I appreciate that comment. God Bomber as well. What is up? I see you, Tommy, at YouTube. How about the people at Facebook, though, as well? Kenneth saying, good evening, Mauricio. What is up? Juan, Jimmy, Stevie Mac, reminding you to hit that like button. And, of course, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hey, Kenneth, I appreciate your comment. You're a great commentator. I appreciate it, uh, and I, I, I really do. Uh, Mike, as well, over at Facebook, Christian Garcia from Santa Maria, California. What is up? Tommy saying, I saw your interview with Isaac. It was great, bro. I love his story of Lael. Great job, Mauricio. I appreciate it. It was a fun interview, and I love that fans in Mexico are also loving the interview. It's already about uh, – it is closing in on 10,000 views, and it has about 900 likes so far. I'm excited about the interview as well. Thank you for watching it. I appreciate it. And if you guys want to listen to it, you know that it is in Spanish. But in, in case you're interested, you can listen to it on Primero Cowboys. I will have an article out on adcsports.com slash Dallas, though, tomorrow on his comments in case you don't want to listen to the interview because it is in Spanish. I will, I will talk about that Lyle Collins story, about that Dak Prescott story at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. How about that? Let's go, guys.
Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 season. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, more Mavericks content. This graphic is not updated there are new articles up there in case you want to go check them out by Colt Patterson, uh, Shane Carter, Alec Cash, all of the great writers that are out there on ADC Sports making their job, doing their job, excuse me, to cover Dallas sports in the best way possible. We aim to be your one stop for Cowboys and Mavericks content. Anyways, anyways, uh, what is up, guys? Hope you're having a great Wednesday night. What is up, Stephen, uh, Dallas Junk, of course, Carl, Charlene Evans, who is also here as well. Ryan, who is, say, who is saying that Mauricio is already a legend at his young age. Not yet, Ryan. Thank you, though. Legend implies the past. I'm just kidding. But that is actual, actually a quote from, it is from a golfer. I don't remember if it is Tom Watson or Jack Nicklaus, though. It is one of those two golfers. I remember that from a book. Uh, Tom Down is saying, uh, Tom Down is burning our account. How small did you feel next to Isaac? Well, it wasn't an in-person interview. So, you know, fortunately not as small <laughs> because we were on, on Zoom. But man, that guy is tall. Isaac Alarcon is actually one of the tallest Dallas Cowboys on the team. I think that Ty Insecti is taller than him. And I think that he's the only player on the Cowboys roster who is taller than Alarcon. So yeah, that, that, that is definitely uh, good that I didn't conduct that interview in person. Anyways, guys, let's get some Cowboys news before we get into the main topic of the day, which is three Cowboys that will have to step up versus the Chiefs. And I will ask you for your thoughts as well. I have three in specific and maybe not, uh, well, one of them might be very mainstream, but a lot of fans, there's at least one answer to that question, in my opinion, that might be under the radar for this game. Anyways, before we get into that, some Cowboys news. The injury report was very promising on Wednesday for the Dallas Cowboys. To be honest, only one player was limited. It was Tyron Smith. The rest of the players from the Cowboys team were full participants. But to be honest, here's the thing, right? We are talking about a scaled-back practice, according to Todd Archer from ESPN. Todd Archer reported that the Cowboys didn't go 100% on Wednesday's practice. So Thursday and Friday will be the most important days for Tyron Smith. But still, a big step in the right direction. We might be getting Tyron Smith back on Sunday versus the Chiefs. And it is not like you are desperate to get Tyron Smith back because I don't believe that the Chiefs have a pass rush that you are super scared about, even though it has improved because it has improved over the past few weeks. And it has improved for a few reasons, and we'll get into it later on the show. But Tyron Smith might be back just in time for one of the biggest games of the year. So that is definitely... Uh, important for the Cowboys, even though, again, I don't think that they're desperate to get him back. I think that Tyron Smith's biggest impact when getting back is that you will not be worried about sending him support his way in pass protection. And I think that if you send your running back to block in certain situations, Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard might be helping more on the inside than on the outside, which has been 
the opposite of what we have seen so far because we have played with Terrence Steele over at the right side, now at the left side. I think that Ezekiel Elliott might be more worried about pressure on the inside because you're playing Chris Jones, a defensive tackle who is a great player. He had played outside, but now he's moving inside again as the Chiefs got Melvin Ingram and have been seeing a resurgence from Frank Clark. So I would expect that to be important for the Cowboys, and hopefully Tyron Smith is back. Dallas Jung says, if Tyron's back, that's huge for the run game. What is up, Mike Bustillos over at Facebook? I am 22 years old. Uh, Chris Jones, a beast for Kansas City, says Tommy. Definitely one of the most concerning players for this game because the Cowboys have seen some bad reps from Connor Williams and from Tyler Biadish. You know my thoughts on Connor Williams. I think that he gets uh, criticized a little bit more than he deserves. He has these two to three moments in which he costs the Cowboys a lot, be it through a penalty or through a particular play in which he gets destroyed. Other than that, throughout the course of the entire game, I think that Connor Williams is actually a good offensive guard. So big matchup for him, though, this time. I would imagine that the Chiefs are going to try to put Chris Jones in a position to be away from Zach Martin as much as he can. Because Chris Jones against Zach Martin is not a good matchup, but Chris Jones against just about any offensive lineman will be a, a good matchup, right? But Zach Martin is at that level in which I believe he's the best offensive guard in the entire NFL. He's the best at it. Ryan Doyle says, I really want to see Ezekiel Elliott dominate this game. I would love to see 200 plus yards rushing and three touchdowns out of him. 200 is a high number, but Ezekiel Elliott, definitely one of those players that we might feel like, hey, he might have to step up on this one. Specifically, this is why though, I think that if the Cowboys at any point earn a maybe a two-possession lead, which sounds complicated but happens way more often in football games than we would imagine. If you, look, if you take a look at the numbers, there are a lot of games in which a two-possession lead is a thing, even if we don't necessarily believe that because games in the NFL are close. You might want to pound that rock with Ezekiel Elliott to hold on to that lead, but I don't want the Cowboys to be over-conservative, though. I, I want the Cowboys to trust their offense because here is one thing that I do believe about this football game. I believe that the Chiefs are not stopping the Cowboys on this one. And we'll talk about whether or not the Chiefs' defense has improved. But one thing is improving on defense, and the other one is stopping the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think there's a single defense in the NFL that I would imagine would shut out the Cowboys offense or anything like that. So I really don't want the Cowboys to be conservative. I want them to remain aggressive. I want them to run the football efficiently with Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't want them to try to dominate the time of possession. Of course, that is something that you want, but I don't want the Cowboys to focus on that primarily and start making bad decisions and start running the ball, for example, in second and long situations. At, unless we are, you know, near the end of the game and you want to milk the clock. But if the Cowboys are in a position in which the game is at a neutral state, to call it one way, hopefully they don't lean towards being super conservative just to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Because I guarantee you that the Chiefs also want to keep Dak Prescott and company off the field. Because this has been one of the best offenses in the NFL. 
Uh, Leman says, do you think the corners contain Tyreek Hill deep shots? I'm not entirely sure who I want on Tyreek Hill. I will tell you that I don't want Trevon Diggs on Tyreek Hill. That is a no-no for the Cowboys, in my opinion, because I think that Tyreek Hill really does not match up well for Tra Trevon Diggs. I think that Hill would hold the advantage on that matchup. But I would imagine that the Cowboys are going to limit Tyreek Hill. I would not be surprised. Hill is going to get his plays because he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's tough to match up against. I don't know if you guys saw the, the numbers that were thrown out on social media today uh, making the argument for Tyreek Hill to earn a place in the Canton, Canton Pro Football Hall of Fame. And at first, when you hear that idea, you might be a little bit surprised, caught off guard. You might say, nah, there's no way that Tyreek Hill becomes a Hall of Famer. But, but when, you when you take a look at the numbers through 84 games of his career and you compare it to other legends at that same, during that same period of time, excuse me, during that same amount of games, Tyreek Hill is up there with Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. That is amazing. Uh, Peter Risa says, Jordan Lewis on Tyreek Hill. I think that you want Lewis, and of course you want a safety over the top on Tyreek Hill all game long. I, I would imagine that Jordan Lewis is the guy to turn to in this situation. I don't like, because I don't like the Anthony Brown matchup either. So definitely don't want Trevon Diggs on Tyreek Hill. It is, it is a tough matchup. I don't think that they marry any player with Tyreek Hill, though, throughout the game. John Stanley over at YouTube saying, we all got to step up on Hill and Kelchie's their offense. Not saying they can't run, but overall, they move the chains and get touchdowns when Hill is wide. He's going deep. He's done it all year. Mid a back safety. And I think that the Cowboys know that. And I think that you will see safety over the top throughout most of the game trying to slow down the Tyreek Hill big plays. And that has worked for a lot of teams in the NFL so far when facing the Kansas City Chiefs. And we talked about how the Raiders approached the game last night, and it was definitely not smart. So don't expect the Cowboys to, to force their scheme on this game. Let's just bet on the Cowboys to continue to adapt like they have all season long. And I do believe that Dan Quinn will have the right game plan for this one. Dallas Jung says, Diggs versus Tyreek Hill. Let's get it. Diggs is our number one cornerback for a reason. I don't like Trevon Diggs versus Tyreek Hill. I got to tell you that. I, I don't like Trevon Diggs on Tyreek Hill. I think that Hill just gets him on, on speed alone. I, I, don't think that, I don't think that Diggs' talents will be used in the best way if you put him on Tyreek Hill. I would much rather have Trevon Diggs on some place trying to, you know, get physical with Travis Kelce and in the other plays, maybe even with Nicole Hardman. Listen, I know that Nicole Hardman is far from being the top threat in the Chiefs' offense, but big part of the Chiefs' struggles so far this season when they have struggled is because they don't have that a guy who can win on one-on-one -on -one situations when opposing defenses are focused on stopping Travis Kelce and Tyreek Hill before they had Sammy Watkins before they had Sammy Watkins and that was interesting to see as well but now that he has uh, now that he's of course out of there they have struggled with Nicole Hardman because Hardman has not been able to move past that gadget player role and become a true number two wide receiver for Kansas City so I think that the Cowboys 
might even consider playing Trevon Diggs versus Nicole Hartman if he lines up outside. Because I do think that you don't want Trevon Diggs playing on the inside. I don't think that is something that the Cowboys want. Burner account asking who is the Chiefs' weakest offensive line uh, member. And I would say that it is their third right tackle because they're playing with a third right tackle on this game. At least they did so on Sunday. And it's looking like, based on the injury report, like they are, it is trending towards him starting again on Sunday. So I would imagine a lot of pressure, a, a lot of pressure, excuse me, coming from the right side of the Chiefs' offensive line. Beard says, you're absolutely right, Mo. Trevon on Hill would be a mistake. I, I think most would agree with that. It's a matchup league. I get what Dallas Young is saying, though. Like, Trevon Diggs is our number one cornerback. Why not put him on their number one wide receiver? But Tyreek Hill is such a specific situation, right? Because you need to be careful with his speed. And I don't think that that is something... Like, even since we talked about Trevon Diggs as a draft prospect... We all kind of agreed that he does not have elite speed. So we kind of knew that going even into the 2020 NFL draft. And I think that that is still true today in his career in the NFL. We have seen so many good things from Trevon Diggs. One of those has certainly not been his game speed. So I just don't want him there. Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going to be active for Kansas City? It is trending in that direction. I think that... Uh, the fact that Williams had a good game versus the Raiders might give the Chiefs confidence in not forcing his return, but a lot of people expect Edwards Hiller back on Sunday. It is still, it remains to be seen though. It remains to be seen whether or not he's going to come back. Now, here's my question from me to you guys in the chat. And as you answer the question, make sure you also hit the like button and share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you hitting the like button really goes a long way to us, and to YouTube putting this video in front of more Cowboys fans. So let's grow the community. Hit the like button, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and share the show with your friends. Let them know about primetime. But the question is, who's one player that you're looking forward to stepping up versus the Kansas City Chiefs? Who is one player that you're looking forward to stepping up on this game? Of course, from the Cowboys. Now, I will start off by saying one of mine. I will say a few, but one, one of mine would be Lyle Collins. We mentioned the concerns about facing Chris Jones. We mentioned that, hey, if the Cowboys can get their, the, their double teams on Chris Jones, that would be so ideal. But that might not be a situation throughout the entire game, right? So... I would like Lyle Collins to at least dominate Frank Clark. I think that Collins has looked very well since his return to the starting lineup. And I think that that matchup versus Frank Clark is going to be interesting. So that is one, that is one of mine. Uh, Burner account saying Oso Diisuwa, definitely a big player for this game because the Chiefs have struggled with that interior pressure. And if Oso Diisuwa can step up and show up again, that would go a long way for the Cowboys. Uh, the Guru says, Edwards does not scare me. He's average first-round bust. He kind of scares me in the, in the passing game more than anything. I think that Williams is such a different running back from Edwards Hiller. And I would just be a little bit concerned about the game plan situation, right? Who are the Cowboys getting ready for? And who are they actually going to see 
come Sunday afternoon. Parsons has to step up, says Jared Willis. And Michael Parsons was another of my Cowboys that will step up versus Chiefs. I agree with what Jared is saying. Michael Parsons is going to be such a fun player to watch on this one. And here's where I'm at. Remember the Super Bowl when the Chiefs got dominated by the Tampa Bay Bucks? There were a lot of variables going on there. But that Tampa Bay Bucks defense was the was like the premier example of the new fast speedy linebackers in the NFL. And we saw Levante David and Devin White just putting on a linebacker clinic. And I think that Michael Parsons can do something similar on this game versus the Chiefs offense in particular. We know that Michael Parsons will be used to rush the passer in certain situations. He rushed a lot from the right tackle side of the offensive line last week. I believe that can be the case once again. And we just mentioned that the Chiefs are playing with a third stringer potentially on Sunday at right tackle. So look out for Parsons getting the pressure on like he did versus the Falcons on that side of the offensive line. But also tackling the running backs, tackling Travis Kelce, who is just a threat in yards after the catch. And I think that Michael Parsons has been such a good tackler. And just the way that he moves sideline to sideline, I think that Parsons will be will have one of those games in which he seems to have a magnet for the football. And I know that's been the case throughout most of the season, but I think that this will be one of Michael Parsons' best game in best games in his career. Barry Carey says Keanu Neal will step up and defend Kelchi well. Big, big chess piece for this game, uh, Keanu Neal. Greg Sorlane says Gre uh, Gregory. Greg Sorlane is coming back. Is it possible that this is actually Greg Sorlane making the comment on YouTube? I'm kidding. Uh, Ryan Doyle says Donovan Wilson. All of the safeties are going to be a key on this game. Donovan Wilson played in 94% of the snaps versus the Falcons. And what is even better is that they are... They're not, like Jaron Kirstie's strong safety first and foremost, but they're not being afraid of sending Jaron Kirst as a high safety in coverage. And I have appreciated that from the Cowboys defense. Let's look at some other of the, uh, let's take a look at some other answers. Travis John, what is up over at Facebook over there? Uh, all the Cowboys faith in our boys and faith in our Proser, boy, Kellen Moore, and in Dan Quinn. Let's go. Dallas is Travis over there at Facebook. Tommy saying, Connor Williams, big player for this game because you're going to have to look out for Chris Jones. Armstrong big, brings the hits is Roy Fletcher over at Facebook. Armstrong, another big-time player for this one. Jordan Lewis on, on Kelsey says, Eddie Vega. Charlene Evans goes with Dalton Schultz. Hopefully, Dalton Schultz gets another big game. Here's my third uh, my third Cowboy that will step up on this game. And it is a similar answer to Donovan Wilson. It is Jaron Kears. I think that, I, I don't know how the Cowboys are going to handle Travis Kelce. I do think that they're going to try to hit him at the line of scrimmage. And one of those players that can do that, in my opinion, is Jaron Kears because he is physical. Jaron Kears is out there laying big hits how about that play versus the Falcons last weekend in which he literally knocked the ball incomplete out of the wide receiver? Jaron Kears a big part of, of the Cowboys defense so far. There were about, he had about a four-game, five-game stretch. I can't remember exactly 
in which he played every single snap on defense. I'm talking a 100% snap count in a four-week stretch or five-week stretch. I can't remember. That number went uh, lower now on, on Sunday versus the Falcons. And it also has to do with Donovan Wilson getting back with the game being out of hand by the third quarter, by the second quarter, actually. So Kears plays all the snaps, like Tommy is saying. So Jaron Kears is one of my Cowboys to watch, definitely. I don't think that he will be in coverage a lot versus Travis Kelce in specific. I don't think that he will be on Kelce all game long, but I do think that the Cowboys are going to use him at least in some situations to try to hit him at the line of scrimmage and disrupt his timing. Big player for the Cowboys so far. Uh, Raul de la Garza says, Kyrgios has improved our defense immensely. And that's just talking about, you know, within the football field, but outside of it as well. Like Kyrgios has come into the Dallas Cowboys and become a leader, even though it is his first season with the team. That is tough to do. That is definitely tough to do. And when Kyrgios got signed, most of us, and I include myself in this category of people, I really, I just wrote him off as a special team signing, to be honest. I never expected him to contribute as much on defense as he has so far. To the point in which you have Kyrgios and you have Donovan Wilson playing most of the snaps now, like the Monte Cassie is in a weird spot right now because his snap counts, if you take a look at them week after week, they have gone down. Cassie's snap counts have gone down. But, but, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. We're just talking about the Cowboys having four quality safeties on the team. And that is something that we had not seen in a long, long time. Uh, Gaston Holloway says, I think that the Cowboys are going, to be play, are going to play fast and quiet a lot of people. Hopefully that is the case. Big game for the Cowboys, as we all know. Uh, over here says, uh, we could lose Kears in free agency after just one year, says Guru. I believe that's definitely a possibility. Jaron is making a name for himself, and it might not be as, fa as easy to keep him for 2022. There are a lot of players that might be, uh, uh, you know, headed elsewhere after this season on the Cowboys. Like, we talk about the big names, like, for example, Michael Gallup and Connor Williams and Randy Gregory. But there are a lot of other players like Keanu Neal, like DeMonte, who are maybe headed elsewhere after 2022. Uh, Barry Carey says, snap counts will go down for more players as we get more players back from IR. Uh, someone said, and I uh, apologize if it was wrong, Bruce Wynn says, that's not the way to say his name. I think that he meant the, the Mont my DeMonte Kasi pronunciation, and I've always struggled with that. I got to tell you, I've always struggled with that because I see a lot of people calling him DeMonte Casey. I, I've seen a lot of people calling him DeMonte Casey. I don't know if he has cleared this up, but if you take a look at the Cowboys roster, I, I once saw the pronunciation guide and I saw Kasi. So I've always, you know, referred to him as DeMonte Casey, but I'm not sure anymore how it is pronounced because most people say Casey. But I, I looked at the pronunciation guy the other... Uh, oh, no, the Kansas City Titans or Travis Kelce? It is pronounced Travis Kelce, though, no? Isn't it? Travis Kelce? Kel Kelce? 
Kyrgios needs a contract. He needs to be a priority this offseason, says Tommy. And he, he might be a little bit expensive for the Cowboys because he is a veteran. So I don't know that the Cowboys are going the Cowboys are going to have to make some decisions at safety. And the thing is, you you Kelsey is how it sounds. Oh, did I say I was saying Kelsey, wasn't it? Wasn't I? Uh, Kelsey. All right. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the comments. Thank you for the correction. Travis Kelsey. My bad. Uh Say it how you want, Mauricio. We understand, says Tommy. No, but it's important because I, I do want to get the pronunciations right. And sometimes they're tough, right? Like, for example, uh, Lirium Hyrulahu. I can nail that one, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he made a, a home here. He'll stay, says Steve White. Now we keep in JK. He many says, he menace, says Dallas Junk. Yeah. Cowboys come back after a tough loss to Denver, but we got things done against Atlanta and taking down Kansas City next, says Tommy. Gregory says, I don't know about you, but Sirlane makes me a nervous wreck every time that he steps on the field. I just hope that he doesn't blow a close game, says Gregory. Hopefully that is not the case. And listen, I don't know that Greg the leg is a game-determining factor on this one. I don't trust him either in big situations. Well, actually, I trust him more in big situations than in small ones. But I hope that the Cowboys are not out there kicking a lot of field goals versus this Chiefs defense. I hope that the Cowboys remain aggressive and they start, you know, they start going for it. They keep going for it like they were so far, like they have, sorry, so far this season. Over of Hooker, Cassie, and Kears, I'd prioritize Kears, says Tommy915. I think that is fair. I think that is fair. Bruce Wynn asking, don't we have a new kicker? That is Lirium Hyrulahu, but the Cowboys are expecting Greg back from the COVID-19 list. That is why the Cowboys actually signed another kicker in the first place, because Greg the leg was sent to the COVID-19 list. So he's back in the building, and that is official and I would imagine that he's going to be back with the Cowboys. So anyways, those were some Cowboys that we want to step up on Sunday versus the Chiefs. Now, I wanted to answer the question, is the Chiefs defense really improving? We talked a little bit about it so far uh, in, the, uh, in tonight's episode, but I wanted to touch on some key points. A lot of people saying that the Chiefs have, have bounced back from defense, and I understand why. They have not allowed over 20 points in any of their past three games. They are allowing about 13 points per game over the past three weeks. But they have faced the Giants, they have faced the Jordan Love Packers, and they, they have faced the Raiders. And to many, the Raiders are a capable offense because they are, they have some things going their way, but they're not very efficient. In terms of efficiency, they are way below the Dallas Cowboys, for example, who are a top five, top three team in early downs. When it comes to moving the chains in terms of percentage, we have seen those numbers here on primetime. The Raiders, though, are a big play kind of offense. They are actually the second team in the NFL with the most big plays in, in, in the league. That is, at, at least in the passing game, which would be over 25 yards, according to some sites. According to some other sites, a 16-yard pass is already a big play. But if we talk about 25-plus yard plays, the Raiders are the number two team in the NFL. But if you take a look at, for example, uh, first downs per play or first downs per drive, 
the Raiders are not really good moving the chains. Even though they're a top five offense in yards per play, which is a little bit ironic, but the Chiefs are getting healthier. That much is true. Frank Clark is playing better. The fact that Melvin, the Melvin Ingram addition is being so important for them so far in terms of letting Chris Jones slide inside and generate pressure from the inside, they have, they have improved a lot, even though they're not playing great offenses. The Chiefs are one of the highest blitzing defenses in the league. Know which quarterback is number one versus the blitzes, Chain Carter. And I would not expect I would not expect Steve Spagnuolo to blitz Dak Prescott a lot. I have that respect for Steve Spagnuolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, because Chain Carter, who is a writer here for ADC Sports Dallas, by the way, uh, is completely right. Dak Prescott is killing the blitz this season, and the Chiefs are a high-rate blitzing team. But they're not top five, for example, this season. I think they're more like top 10, so which is still a high number. But they are not blitzing at a drastically high rate like in past years. So I definitely would not expect Steve Spagnuolo to blitz Dak Prescott a lot because I do believe that he will have that in mind. I would be very disappointed in the Chiefs if they try to blitz Dak Prescott. Just like I, just like I would be disappointed with the Cowboys if they blitz Patrick Mahomes a lot because you want those guys in coverage. You don't want them going after uh, Patrick Mahomes. Of course, from time to time, it's okay to do it. That's obvious. But yeah. Now, as I said, this is to me the most important stat from last week. They held the Raiders 1-9 for nine on third down, which was a big part of their win. I don't think that they keep that up versus the Cowboys. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be hold, uh, held for 1-19 for 19 on third down. I think they will move the chains at a, at a higher rate. And I, I said it at the beginning of the show, and I will say it again. One thing's improving on defense. Good for the Chiefs. I think the improvement is actually quite real. I don't think they are a top 15 unit or a top 20 unit. They're still one of the worst defenses in the NFL. But being bad is, is something that they can overcome with that offense that they have. It is something that they can overcome. But one thing is improving on defense, and the other one is improving enough to look well versus the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys have a big-time edge, offense versus defense. So that would be my answer overall. I think that the Chiefs have improved, but not so far. Uh, God, Mo Claiborne was a durable as McDonald's. Such a bad pick, says Tom Downey. I don't know. Are people talking about Maurice Claiborne in the chat, though? Little tiny Chiefs. People are also calling the Chiefs the little tiny Chiefs. The Raiders are not a top-scoring offense, right? That is right, Tommy. They're not. And by the way, had you noticed that the Cowboys are now a top-10 team in the red zone? In terms of scoring a touchdown percentage, they are a top-10 team. We had complained about Kellen Moore within the 20-yard line at the beginning of the year because he was struggling once again in that area. The Cowboys are improving little by little. They're now a top-10 team. And I... That is a stat that will usually go up and down. But hey, the Cowboys, top 10 team in the red zone. That is cool. And speaking of cool things, before we go tonight, let's have our weekly segment from Wednesdays. In case you're new here, the question of every Wednesday is, what's your one cool thing of the week? And this can be something personal. This can be something sports-related, 
non-sports related, whatever you want to put out there, what's your one cool thing of the week? Let us know in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or even on Twitter at ADC Dallas. Let us know what is your one cool thing of the week. Hey, Roy, I appreciate your comment. I really do. Uh, thank you for that. God Bomber, yeah, so he, so he, so he was worse than Brown and Hitchens. I'm sorry, I don't know what, what the conversation is over there in the chat. They're having some fun discussions. I agree with that, though. Uh, what's your one cool thing of the week? Hey, listen, I have some. Uh, I, I, I will cheat a little bit. I will say about three of them, which are small, but they're good. Uh, the Isaac Alarcón interview was published yesterday. It is seeing a lot of success on Primero Cowboys. It is at about... 10,000 views already over at Facebook. It was so fun to interview Isaac Alarcón. I know that this is low-key cheating because I mentioned this last week as my one cool thing of the week, but I'm just very excited about it. Then another thing might be that this is my last week of school classes. Like from here to next Wednesday is my final week of classes before the vacations. And then after that, only one semester for my college graduation. I'm excited about that as well. And lastly, but not least, uh, last but not least, Jair Pantera Rodriguez from Chihuahua, where I'm from, the state from uh, that that I'm from in Mexico, fought on Saturday on the main card of the UFC. Actually, it was the main event versus Max Holloway, and he lost the fight, but he looked just like an absolute badass on that octagon. So let's read some of your one cool things. Uh, Tom down his burner account saying, "Bought my gal some official Packers stock." She is a cheesehead. Hey, that is that is fun how that works, huh? <laughs> the next two games will tell us a lot about our Cowboys. I agree with that, Paul. One cool thing, says Tommy, I finally got my Trevon Diggs jersey after two months of waiting. Did you have to wait for two weeks? Because I'm going to I'm going to ask for one because I gave one away on Twitter. That is not fun waiting two months for the Trevon Diggs jersey, but I'm super glad that you got it though. <laughs> 420 times is barrel killer. Oh my God. Uh, God Bomber says, I might get my first job in my field between first and second semester. Hey, congrats to God Bomber. That is awesome. Stevie Mac, I just ate a bunch of buffalo wings and fries and I don't feel like moving for the rest of the week. I know that feeling and that is definitely a one, one cool thing. Hey, God Bomber says, I doubt it, but it's in the realm of possibility. Hey, go get it, man. I, I wish you the best. Uh, sitting in line to pay a cash toll and the lead car paid the toll for the next four cars in line. Hey, that is cool, Charlene. Uh, Raul de la Garza says, congrats on your graduation. Hey, not yet, not yet though, uh, next semester. Like, I've this is my second to last semester. I appreciate it, but not yet. Next semester around June, you might be able to congratulate me officially. <laughs> That's, that is going to be exciting. Uh, what college says barrel killer? Well, I'm in Mexico. It is Tec de Monterrey, which is actually the college from Isaac Alarcón, but in a different campus because there are a lot of these uh, colleges around the, around Mexico. Michael thinks says Shane Carter is I might have some exciting news on the broadcasting side of my career. Have to wait, but it could be huge. Shout out to Shane Carter. That is awesome. Just bought a scratch and that $500 is Galson Holloway. Cool thing, Cowboys can win and finally be respected as legitimate contenders. Uh, that is true. Uh, what are you getting your degree in, asks Paul Sandoval. Finance administration. I like finance a lot, even though, you know, the sports side of things has consumed my life, and I'm now super excited about that. Now, 
Uh, let me see if I see something else. I think those were it. If I missed one, I'm sorry about that. But anyways, guys, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining the show. Tomorrow night, betting the Cowboys segment, trying to find our way back to a win because we have struggled on betting the Cowboys. We started the season 5-1, and one, and now we're at 5-4. and four. So hopefully we find our way back to a profitable route tomorrow night on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Also, blind recap, as always, game prediction. The show will start a little bit earlier. By the way, heads up, tomorrow night, we usually start at 8 p.m. Central or later, uh, depending on what is going on on Thursday night football. We might aim towards uh, 7.55, 7.50 tomorrow night because I actually have a school event that I cannot miss. So we'll, we'll try to start things a little bit earlier than usual tomorrow night. Uh, time value of money and better. Homo says Tom down his burner account. Hey, I know that language. So yeah, definitely. Anyways, before uh, I go, let me remind you to hit that like button, share the show. And of course, once the show is over, head over to adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and Mavericks content. The NBA season is heating up. Make sure you read what Ian has to say about the Mavericks, what Alec has to say about the Mavs. Uh, great Mavericks writers over there at ADC Sports Dallas. Without further ado, guys, I will see you tomorrow night and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday evening. Thank you so much.